Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and joining me as always during this festive season is Tara. Greetings citizens. Ho ho ho. This is our science fiction movie podcast. We get together, we've watched the movie, we talk about it. And in this episode we are covering a Patreon vote winner every month on patreon.com slash TV. Our $5 and up patrons get to vote on the regular Patreon vote, Atomic Cinema Experiment vote. And I'm specifying because there's another vote at the $10 tier now, which is different. But this vote, I don't know what the theme was, but the winner was Tremors. Was it 90s? Yeah, I guess it wasn't 90s. I don't know, maybe it was 90s. Maybe it was 90s. No, we have a different 90s vote that just won. Yeah, 90s vote was after. Yeah, I don't know what the vote for this was, but (laughs) it was Tremors that won. Maybe it was like, was this all stuff from the vault or whatever? Oh, I think it was. I think you're right. It was all stuff from the uh, the reactor. The as reactor. As our version of the crypt. Uh, right. Which is also a Patreon thing. Uh, Patreon submitted movies, uh, which occasionally we'll put in the, the voting options. So, uh, yeah, so Tremors. Uh, pretty well-known movies. Pretty mainstream. But, I mean, it's one of these weird things, though, where it's now 30 years old. And I feel like we're maybe of an age group that don't realize that there's now teenagers who have never heard of Tremors because it's <laughs> way before their time. And I'm like, oh, no, we're old. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for a start, like I saw Kevin Bacon in a movie that came out this year, and the dude's aged quite a bit since Travers. Because when, when this when I, when I popped this on and he showed up, I was like, "Oh man, he looks so young." Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a grown so man smooth. now. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's a monster movie. You know, we've done a lot of monster movies on this. We did we did Mothra back way back when, uh, early on. <laughs> yeah, we did. Very different type of monster movie, but this is. Uh, underground uh technical-esque monsters they're called graboids as they're named throughout the film and it's a small desert town like population of about 12 (laughs) and the the monsters come and it turns into a game of lava where they can't be Mm -hmm. on the ground because that's where the tremors can get them or so the graboids can get them uh i think they're they're called tremors now yeah, I feel like, th- I mean, that's not why the movie's called Tremors. It's called Tremors because the vibrations of sound is like a very key plot element. Uh, mm-hmm. Both in that that's what the Tremors, sorry, what the Graboids hear, but also <laughs> what, like, we see on, like, you know, like the, the seismograph and whatnot when mm-hmm. they're coming. So, it's, you know, it's just, that's what it is. But anyway, that's, that's the premise. Uh, you got Kevin Bacon uh, playing himself as the leader of this movie. <laughs> Uh, actually, it's actually kind of a, a trio uh, with a partnership with him and Fred Ward, uh, who plays the other main character. And there is their friendship, and then eventually there's the, the leading lady who becomes kind of the, the third pillar of the, of the movie. Um, what's notable about this is that I haven't seen this in a while, but I know that the, the six or seven sequels that exist all star the guy with the mustache because they couldn't get the real stars back, so he became kind of the star of the franchise after this. Fred Ward didn't come back either? Uh, well, maybe he came back for some, like, maybe the second one, but he didn't, like, I, I definitely know that, because Tremor 6, I think, was the mustache guy, and, like, Jamie uh-huh. Kennedy was, was, I remember the poster <laughs> a few years ago when that was coming out. I never saw it, obviously, but that was the poster. I haven't seen anything past the first one. <laughs> Not nor have and I. And if this is the start of a new franchise, I think it's going to be bonus worthy <laughs> for this I, Yeah, I feel like the sequels to this are bonus worthy, and don't worry, that's just Tara's dog, uh, coughing up something. Yeah, Heaving. she's she's good now. I think. Cool. <laughs> she's she's an old lady. Oh, so that's that's the basic gist of it. I mean, we'd obviously both seen this before. It's just one of those mm. staples of TV, uh, growing up, uh, throughout the nineties, uh, as we both did. So, uh, mm. I'll I'll make it very simple. Tara, what did you think of Tremors? I like it. 
it's just a, a really fun movie. It's a bee movie. It's a bee monster movie with, with yeah. likable characters and it's fun. So, and, uh, <laughs> Joe, what I said earlier when I said it's a game of lava, that's why this movie's good. Is they they took yeah. the game of lava and if you and if for some reason as a kid you never played lava, the floor is lava. Yeah, so you have to stay off the floor. That's that's what this movie is. It is the well, I wouldn't say big budget necessarily, but you know, a reasonable budgeted Hollywood movie, Game of Lava, <laughs> and as that, and it works. I think the monster design is really cool. Yeah, not bad. Why are there only four of them? I, I don't know. I mean, there are more sequels, so <laughs> I guess we'll find out. But there's, I think the monster designs are really cool. Like they're these weird underground worm things and they've got worm-like tentacles in their mouth that grab onto things. Like they're a cool design. They got beaks. They explain how they can go through the rocks, but not like solid rock, but soil. They've got a, it's a cool creature design. There's rules is what Tara's saying. There's rules as to where they can go and how they navigate and yeah. Much like any I, good movie with a monster or a supernatural element or anything, the rules mean that the characters can then use those rules to mechanically decide plans and do mm-hmm. things. And most, for the most part, this 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 follows its own rules, and therefore you enjoy when the characters think of a new exploit, essentially, right. because you go, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Of course, they can do that, or that's right. how you would combat this." Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a blast, and I think. The, the the strongest point of the film is our our two leads and their dialogue between each other their are, chemistry is it's very good yeah yeah their their chemistry is great every time Kevin Bacon swears I love this movie even more like he's so good <laughs> he's so good at yelling out curse words <laughs> yeah yeah I mean honestly like it does a decent enough job at introducing the townsfolk where there is a couple that are very clearly just there to be killed. But there's definitely a B layer of characters who are, like, they, they make a point of introducing them enough that it feels like we do have a whole group and population and some of them will survive. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just feel like we know who's going to live or die based on everything. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of The Blob from the 50s. It, it, it has, it kinda, like, a very 50s monster movie style. It, no, it very, it very much is the 90s version of a 50s monster movie. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that's, that's what it is. Uh, so... I guess it, it reminds me a little bit of the 80s blob, but not as much. It's, it, it, it doesn't bask in the gore. It's, it's no. not the, the body horror, gory mess that the, 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 the wonderful, may I add, 80s blob movie is. Check but, out our review. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it has way more bite than the 50s blob does, though. Because it's yeah. definitely a, a movie that you know isn't afraid to have characters die. And when they do die, it may not be a gory horror movie death, but they still... You know, people still are getting sucked into the ground, or they're being this or yeah. that, or the, you know, there is definitely a bit more. It, it, part of it's just that they're not on a back lot either. They're in like a real desert location, and mm-hmm. it's all real vistas and whatnot. Um, I will say, what's funny watching it again is that it is obviously a light-hearted movie, and it is definitely made to feel like a sort of fun B sci-fi movie. What's interesting about it is watching it is that the music, especially, really doesn't even try to make you take it seriously the music's always kind of you know jovial here it's like no and it it fits it it fits the characters and the tone that the characters have that everything's very much about surviving the adventure as opposed to oh my god we're all going to die even though technically speaking there are points in the movie where they do have kind of a oh my god we're all doomed Mm -hmm. technically that's happening but it never really feels that way and that's not a complaint i'm not saying that it's lacking 
something. I'm saying that it knows what it is, and it's going through yeah. a tone, and it's going through a feel, and it's consistent with that. This movie is also NRA approved. Yeah, I will There's say a this. lot of guns. I will say this. The couple, so the mustache guy. Uh, and Reba McIntyre. Yes, that's the, that's the wife. Uh, notice, no, notably, I've just noticed in the credits, their last names that are, are Gummer. Not Gunner, but close. Gummer. Gummer. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Gummer. Um, but I, I, I did think, it's not so, I, I'm usually cool with, like, especially with older movies like that were made a while ago. I'm usually good at turning my brain off and enjoying them without thinking about modern world politics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't have a problem when I'm watching like Commando and Arnold like decimates an army on his own, <laughs> you know, firing hundreds or if not thousands of rounds of ammunition. It's sure. whatever. It's a movie. I'm okay with it. Uh, I will say this though: the modern world, and of course, you know, things from the last few years and you know, my, my i guess developing opinions politically as i've gotten older and noticing things i will say despite the fact that the couple in this the gun nuts are fairly likable there was part of me that when i saw their wall of guns i sort of went i immediately hated eh, them yeah i i, I kind of <laughs> don't like you two anymore i, I kind of i probably like, was okay with it when i was a kid i was like all right guns, yeah. we can we can defeat the worms but and when i watched it this time i was like ugh I know these people. Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's that thing where you go, oh, in real life, I hate you too. Like, I hate yeah. you too so much in real life. And they definitely live in that area. <laughs> yeah. That, like, um, Bakersfield, Lancaster area. Joe, <laughs> 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 they've got this wall of guns, and they end up ha- the, the, one of the guns they've got is this giant rifle, which they refer to as the elephant gun, which, if I didn't already dislike them, like, they just yeah. called that the elephant gun. The fact that they have a gun they refer to as the elephant gun makes me not like you. Yeah, and I, I was thinking it's it because that's the type of gun you would use to murder an elephant or because it's just a gigantic gun. Uh, probably the first. I, I think it's mostly the first, but I'll, I'll call him B. It never hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Uh... It's like, yeah. And they've got, like, automatic rifles. They've got, like, like why do you need, like, <laughs> some of these things? This is, this is too much. I know. I it's mean, they're, they're preppers, and they're yes. prepping for zombie apocalypse, prepping for, I don't know. Well, that's actually one of the ironic jokes, is, is that they've, they've got, like, tons of supplies. They've got, like, a, a shelter. They've got all these things. But the one thing they never counted on was something that attacked from underground. So their yeah. entire plan has <laughs> went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> the entire thing is just nope, you're screwed. Um, but now, like you say, the chemistry between the two leads is the best thing in the movie. Uh, some of the other characters are likable to varying degrees uh, and interact, and there's just some running jokes. You know, the the fact that there's a girl in a pogo stick, which I ha- I'm going to confess because it's been such a long time since a pogo stick's been a thing that before he cu- before he said it out loud, I was actually sitting for a second going, "What do you call these things again? I, for- I forget what you call these things." It's like, oh, it's pogo stick. Pogo stick. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they got replaced I... by razor scooters. They did. They did. Um, and rollerblades. I had rollerblades. That's the thing I did. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's very of the time. It's very of the time. I- I'm very much surprised that the teenager kid wasn't going around on a skateboard as well. Just to... There's to complete... too many rocks. Can't have wheels. True. True. Uh, maybe, maybe there's like a sort of like... 
like the four-wheel drive version of a skateboard with big like sturdy tires that can withstand the the rough landscape yeah. i was thinking like the teenager kid like how how much i hated him and i understood why everybody else hated him but at the same time <laughs> i was like to be a teenager in a town of like 14 people where there's no one else your age like you would mm-hmm. be a little shit like what the hell else are you gonna do he must be bored out of his mind all the time. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and this is a big deal at the time, because I cared about this in the 90s. I don't think this town has cable. Never mind anything else for me to do. <laughs> like, he doesn't even have yeah. the HBO to watch. In I'm this on the kid's side, time. you know? <laughs> um, like, he shouldn't be there. <laughs> like, yeah, where was his parents, exactly? Like, did, did they ever specify who were his parents? Was the, was the trailer park guy his dad? I don't know. Oh, I don't we know. Got the one living in the trailer? I have no Maybe. I have no idea. I did. I mean, it does give you that sense that everyone knows each other, which we always like in these types of movies. Yeah. Uh, which I do appreciate. Uh, the love interest character. Uh, I mean, she, she, she's fine. She's fine. Uh, yes, I think she's all right. Uh, maybe the weakest. It's not even the romantic element because it, it's all, honestly only ever played as kind of a running joke more than it is like an actual plot. Because yeah. the whole joke is just that Fred Ward's characters keep saying, hey, you should maybe ask her out and stop being a, a lonely prick. And Kevin Bacon's standards are too high. But every time he's talking to this woman, uh, it cuts to like Fred Ward just sort of watching them with a smirk in his face. And like, <laughs> it was kind of funny, even though the yeah. actual romantic part of it was just kind of unbelievable, I guess. It didn't really, like, there was nothing between them that felt like No, I mean, be. she she was... Um, she was mostly a capable woman who figured things out, who had to explain mm-hmm. things to the men. <laughs> but <clears throat> there is a scene where she ends up in her underwear. Yes. Which, but it's also a good scene, like, <laughs> and it makes sense why. It's a good scene, but part of you does think couldn't have one of the men had to have done this scene. <laughs> like, there's no reason why this has to be the woman. <laughs> yeah. It's not like she's wearing a skirt or something, and that's why it's like easier for it to grab. No, it's that she's still wearing. She's already wearing trousers. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have easily been one of the dudes, but you know, whatever. It's not. It's not as. I mean, we're 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 sort of poking at it and saying they don't really hey. focus on her when she has yeah. when she she has her pants off though. Like, there's yeah, no like it, there's no shots of her butt. It's not that. Yeah, like it's that. not like gratuitous. It's just one of those things where, of course, it was the the female character that had to have her her trousers ripped off. Yeah. Um, but. Although again, it does ha- it leads to one of the moments where Kevin Bacon's like helping patch up her leg, and like yeah. Ward's sort of looking at him, and like, yeah, look at you, get her hands all over her legs, <laughs> look at that, look at that. Um, Not everyone could have the chemistry that uh, Kevin Bacon and and Fred Ward have in this movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's overshadowed, so that's true. Um, it's overshadowing the the love interest. Yeah, and Kevin Bacon, because has, has I mean Kevin Bacon's character arc in this movie. Is that he won't accept anything that isn't a blonde supermodel for right. a girlfriend? And <laughs> Even then, though there's end... like one girl in <laughs> that comes by every like six months. <laughs> <laughs> but but he but the end of the film he he's going to accept the 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 curly haired woman the scientist lady <laughs> as an acceptable uh, mate. The uh, the beautiful woman that yeah is in his town. <laughs> what what a shock. And we should mention Dee Wallace is in this movie, who's a, a, an old favourite. She pops up a lot. I mean, most people know her as the mum from E.T., but she was in The Howling. Yeah. She's in uh, a bunch of low-budget stuff She's from the She's a scream queen, huh? She is a scream queen. She absolutely is. Um, she's in Cujo, if I remember right. I don't I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah. She's been I know, a bunch I've seen of it, stuff. I don't think yeah. I ever registered that they were the same actress. 
Why am I having such a hard time finding around this cast list? Is she not credited on IMDb? This is weird. What's, what's, what's up with this? Why wouldn't she be know. credited? That's happened before in movies we've watched where someone was uncredited. It happened recently. Holy shit, the little girl was, uh... From Jurassic Park. That's her. It's a teenager from Jurassic oh, Park. Oh, Yeah. Holy shit, I did, I did not recognize her. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see it now. Look at her, but then... I was really clicking D. Wallace to tell you some more of her bigger roles, but... Apparently, she's not credited. But, uh, yeah, anyway. So... Yeah, there's also the, the Asian guy who owns the store. Um, I believe that's the grandfather from Three Ninjas. Just the uh, <laughs> staple of my childhood right there. I have seen that, yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, would you believe a movie that mashed and ripped off both Die Hard and Ninja Turtles and Home Alone all in one was something I liked as a kid? <laughs> Weird. I know. Right? Who could have believed it? Uh, ah, Critters. That's all the one I was thinking of with D. Wallace. There you go. Shooting Critters. Uh yeah, what a legacy. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of horror. Yeah, she popped up in a lot of stuff. She, I, mean, I think, she, in fact, I mean, I hate this movie, but they did give her kind of an honorary cameo. She was like one of the mothers in the Halloween remake. Mm. So I hate, I hate that movie, but like, you know, fair enough. I get it. Like, you know, you have some legacy casting. Why not? Even though yeah. she was never associated with Halloween, but you know, whatever. Doesn't really matter. She's a famous mother. She is. She she says she plays a mom and looks so many. If anything, she's actually maybe bordering on a little old in this to be the mother she is, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. But her kid is like ten, and she's like clearly in her fifties in this movie, and that's not impossible. I must say it's like completely, but it's the sort of thing. The point I'm making though is that she's been playing a mother at this point for like fifteen years, so she's still right. playing a mother of young children. She's she's like she should have graduated to having teenagers as kids, but she's still got. <laughs> Young little kids. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, so. women can have children later. I mean, I know they can. I'm just uh, saying, yeah. It's just unusual. I'm saying she's stuck at a. She was stuck in a sort of role for a long time. <laughs> in fact, hell, I just mentioned sure. the Halloween remake. She didn't have teenagers as children until 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 2007, which was another 16 years, 17 years. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about this movie. What? Where she seemed a little old to be a mother. I'm like, I don't no, think no, she seemed I, no, that old, but... <laughs> no, I am talking about this movie. I'm saying that she didn't get to be a, a mother of teenagers until 17 years later. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not saying she looks super old. I'm saying she looks a little older than a parent of a 10-year-old. Well, I mean, the desert's hard on your skin. <laughs> all that sun. Oh, I sound like a prick now, because I'm, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um... Oh, I am being a prick. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. I apologize for saying she was in her 50s. <laughs> I apologize humbly. Okay. <laughs> How old is she in the movie? <laughs> she was 42 when this came out. Oh, that's not so bad. And she had like a 10-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah, that's not that weird. That's not that weird. Do you know what it is? I'm just so used to being the mum of this a kid this age and like, you know, ten years prior that yeah. Sure. Okay. I, I understand. Yeah. The camera's hard on on That's women. my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> for, for for the record. The camera you... makes me look older. Like ten years older. 
Nice try. <laughs> Looking forward to high school graduation this week. <laughs> Next week, Tara's going to shop in like a backwards baseball cap with a skateboard under her arm going, how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> Hello, children. <laughs> You know what? This is not the first time I have completely misjudged someone's age. So I'm clearly just not very good at it, and that's fine, right? Yeah, that's... I, I, it's harder when you get older to recognize, because you don't want to recognize that someone who's wrinkly is the same age as you, and you don't want. To... Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> and everybody else looks Whoa! younger than you. Excuse well, me. I'm, talking... I'm not. I'm not accusing you of anything here. I'm. I'm saying like. Okay. Okay. From experience, I'm like, there's no way that person is. It was born the same year as me. And then, <laughs> but then everybody else looks like who's younger than you looks like a lot younger than you. Now, I realize the hairline maybe ages me a little bit, but I would not describe myself as someone who looks wrinkly. I'm just going to put that out there, okay? Well, that, that's fine. You don't have to describe yourself that way. Oops. But maybe next time we film, we can take the Vaseline off the lens. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I love I love how you're making edge jokes now. This is what we've, we've stooped to. All right, all right. It's open season. It's open, it's open season. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's actually a lot of age jokes in this about Fred Ward. Kevin Bacon keeps referring to Fred Ward as the old guy, which again was making me kind of chuckle because the last thing I saw Kevin Bacon and he was like 62 with Amanda Seyfried's wife. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gross. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Bacon looks alright for his age. Oh, he does. He, he, he genuinely does, but she is literally half his age. Like, there's no... Isn't that a plot point of the film? It... Like, don't they address it, at least? It's a plot point. He's, he's, he's kind of jealous that every time she sees someone else, because he's worried that she's going to go with some younger guy. And mm. I'm like, I mean, you knew you were older than her when you married her. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of part of the package. It's not a shock, all of a sudden. Okay, we'll move on then. Yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, what a tangent that was. To be fair, it's a fairly simple movie. I think I think the odd tangent's okay in this one, just to beef up the content a bit. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Um, I mean, what else is there to say spoiler-free other than fun effects? They, they use the rules and the mechanics. Uh, the characters actually use intelligence and rules and, mm-hmm. you know, formulate plans that make sense based on things that we should be able to figure out as the audience so and that's that's basically all i want in a movie list i want likable characters and i want them to be rules that are followed and used to their advantage that's all i want in a movie like this yeah it's uh tons of fun like it's it's a creature feature done right yeah uh i mean my only thing here this is not a critique of the movie right i made that clear oh i mean that's very specific as to how i'm phrasing this this movie could do with a remaster um it's because it, the movie looks quite bad and it's not that the, the filmed movie it looks bad it's that for some reason they never actually did a proper hd remaster of it all they did was took an old print and turn up the sharpness so it looks quite rough mm. compared to other stuff on modern tvs um yeah. and it's not because it's an, old, an older movie this movies this from this era look fantastic movies that are much older than this look fantastic it's just yeah. For some reason, Universal kind of cheaped out when it came to putting this on Blu-ray or transferring it to HD for stuff, and it looks a bit I rough. mean, if Transfers 2 and 3 can get an HD, <laughs> then this one should be able to also. Are they, are they on Blu-ray? Is, is there a Transfers 
Oh, transistor. Oh, I thought said Tremors 2 and 3. Yeah, Transistor 2 and 3 does, yes. I have those. Transistor 2 and 3. <laughs> I, I confused. I, I thought you meant Tremors. I'm like, the Tremors 2 and 3 have Blu-rays? I mean, they might. Robo um, War has a Blu-ray. Oh, Robo War deserves a Blu-ray, though. Rotor <laughs> 2. For all those action scenes, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> for all six of the shooting up the floor scenes. Well, well, that's the, that is the weird thing, actually, is that sometimes because these boutique labels that do these cult movies put so much love and care into these weird little gems or even, like, just so bad they're good movies, it sometimes leads to things like a RoboWar having a really nice print on a Blu-ray versus a Universal movie like this one where Universal, because they're a big company, like, ah, we don't really yeah. shit out. doesn't matter. They're going to stick to the big ones. Yeah. But, but Tremors is such a well-loved film, you think that it would have one. Because it's one of those movies that just played on like TBS or TNT or something like every, I don't know, holiday. So every, whatever kids were home and stuff, it's just an easy movie to watch. I do, I am kind of conflicted on whether or not I want a gorier movie. Because I do like that this movie is, I know this is a totally different point that I'm on, but I'm, I'm going to finish here. That's right. That, um, I, I do appreciate like a family friendly horror movie hmm. yeah because there's, there's not a whole lot of them and this one i think works um because there's no there's no real like human gore it's all monster nah. gore uh in fact i actually there's, there's kind of a running joke in the movie where fred wardle like swear and then say pardon my french because he's in front of the lady um the payoff to the running jokes neither here nor there the one that made me laugh in that running joke is about halfway through in front of her he swears you know because he's like agitated yeah. about the monsters and he says, pardon my French. But what made me laugh is that immediately after saying pardon my French, he swears again. And yeah. <laughs> that, that made me chuckle That's, a that's the only thing, though. Like, it's a very family-friendly monster movie, but there's still... Fred Ward is still, like, cursing throughout the film. Yeah. The, so it doesn't really make it, like, that family-appropriate. It's so And where, I sort of wish that they either, like, yeah. went for the Fred Ward version of the movie and added a little bit more gore. Or took that kind of stuff out just so you can I make it an overall family film. I don't think... Although, there's only one F-bomb I can think of, is there not? Or is there a lot of F-bombs? Yeah, it's my favorite too. Yeah, I but love that F-bomb. Most of the cursing <laughs> is just bastards and shits. I think I think it is very PG-13 friendly, this. Mm. The, the one F-bomb rule, I think. Honestly, I think F-bombs is something that really should be okay in a PG-13 because I, I, I think... Yeah. It's the sort of thing where I think... I mean, I, I had pretty loose rules for when I was watching stuff growing up. If, if your dad can say it in the house, then you yeah. should be able to say it in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, swearing's maybe treated a bit too harshly. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not yeah. saying you should see a PG-13 and have someone walking around dropping C-bombs left and right. But <laughs> I, I think just normal I think the levels of swearing. Of, yeah. of the swearing matters. Like, you're not calling anybody anything horrendous out of the intention you know, oh, like, yeah. if, like, if the conjuring can be rated R just because it's super scary and that's the only reason, then there's no like cursing. I remember in the conjuring, like it's the only reason it's rated R is because they're like, it's too yeah. scary for kids to see. So we have to put this rating on here, which is, I think, uh, I don't know, like not the way you should rate a movie. Where the conjuring way? Yeah. You think, I, you, think, you think we should just throw the kids into it and the strongest <laughs> will survive? Is that, is that your, your idea? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not necessarily against would you. Your... Find, would you have wanted to see uh, The Conjuring as a kid if it came out, like, when you were a child? I mean, I was watching horror movies from, like, the age of nine, so I mean... Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> so... Like, if there's no if there's no real violence or, or like, um, you know, I mean, any violence my... against humans and stuff, or if if it's not sexually explicit, like, why not? I mean, basically, the rules for me growing up was that Pretty much from as long as I can remember, I was allowed to watch action movies that were otherwise rated R because of violence and swearing. Um, and then the the only real hard lines would have been probably anything that was clearly like erotic or something mm-hmm. that was like that. By the time I was like fourteen, though, and like just ordering DVDs for myself off the internet, like it was basically open seas. I I, I remember. Yeah. I remember ordering I Spit in Your Grave. Well, it wasn't just that one. So I, I ordered a, <laughs> I ordered a horror box set and it was like... Isn't that the the rape revenge one? It is, yes. Uh, it was a horror box set of movies that were banned in the 80s, but were not banned yeah. anymore. And it was like, hey, a box of the band and it was like eight movies. And I remember my mother noticing I Spit in Your Grave and she knew it. And I was surprised by she knew what it was. And the reason why she knew what it was is because her, she remembered her parents watching it when she was a kid. <laughs> Oh. But but she knew what it was, and there was no issues raised about raised about me watching it. She was just like like oh I recognise that, and she had to comment <laughs> on it. Um, so clearly once I think once I was about fourteen, give or take. By that point, it was kind of open season. I was just trusted that I was mature uh, I enough think, to handle. I think it was for me things. as well around that yeah. age, because I mean there were some things that my parents said no, even though like I I definitely watched rated R movies with them all the time. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes sex stuff would come up and we just wouldn't look at each other <laughs> <laughs> for however long that the scene lasted and no one would acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, but, like, honestly, but, anything that comes out of mainstream Hollywood at the time was pretty much fair game. And all the yeah. stuff that I've seen, like, as an adult that I'd say is actually far too harsh to watch that the ages that I was watching all these other things, it's all this sort of stuff that I, I would have had to have really looked for things. Like, I would never have found them because either they're foreign movies or there stuff that's like really niche because they're old or boutique label stuff or uh there are some things that they said no to like uh i wasn't allowed to see pulp fiction because there's a, a rape scene in it and i wasn't allowed to see yeah. uh, actually some war movies they'd said no to i wasn't allowed to see schindler's list and i wasn't allowed to watch saving that's ryan that's so weird because we watched schindler's list in school <laughs> yeah but i think when it was like fresh and Mm. like super emotional for people they're like this is too much for a child no yeah because the first time i saw that but the only time i saw that was uh in school probably around the age did you have to like get your parents to sign a waiver no teacher just showed it okay if i i remember thinking that i mean obviously the context is very unerotic but i remember thinking how weird it felt watching a movie that had nudity in school Mm. because like you know, obviously, watching movies in school is a fairly common thing. You know, especially depending on the class history, would often put on yeah, like war and movies literature, and stuff. For yeah, sure. um, but I remember we got to some of the, the the shower stuff and just like sort of like having a weird moment. Like, wait, we're watching a movie with nudity in it in a classroom. <laughs> yeah. This is odd. Zero eroticism. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, obviously, there's nothing like there like that because of no. the context of the moment, but. I just remember it being weird uh, that there was something like this there. I, it's just in the same way that I remember, like, because whenever we did like a play in English, we'd like all be reading out parts, and I remember there was like some swearing in one of the parts, and like no, like, like she said, to say it. And she's like, "Does anyone want to say this part? You're allowed because it's in the play." And everyone was like, "This feels weird." I mean, I swear all the time normally, but the, the thought of like swearing in front of the teacher like this is really odd. It's funny. Uh, 
but yeah so yeah <laughs> there you tangent go. number two done tangent number two done all right we're going to spoilers then for tremors uh hey but it's a movie from the 90s especially a movie like this that we probably saw gr- growing up i think at least in these like nostalgia tangents a bit more mm-hmm. i think inherently i think that's okay uh so yes uh full spoilers after i give you thanks of our patrons and that was a really weird sentence that i did not phrase correctly at all uh no take two so thank you to our patron producers for the month of tyler hess cindy palacios david short board now al Treisman, christopher moy brett williams and david brown thank you to you all they are all patreon producers which means they are 20 dollars or more on patreon.com slash tv but tara will tell you about what you can get for much less than that no take twos no take twos <laughs> i don't know what i'm off my game tonight I, everything i normally say is just out the window apparently that's right if you enjoy our reviews please check out our patreon page patreon.com tv which you've already heard a couple times so <laughs> hey, and if you donate bears repeating. Little... bears repeating don't worry about yeah. it yeah yeah i agree and if you donate it's a one dollar per month you will get access to bonus episodes of the ace including uh let's see what do we have on there the transfer saga which we've brought up there's a bunch of david carradine and garrett graham movies there's uh there's a red brown special robo war which we've brought up rotor which we've brought up also um excellent watches excellent reviews um and if you donate five dollars per month you will get access to these reviews one day early and some other shows we do when we go. Yeah. So head on over and check it out. See if it's worth your time. Thank you. And I'll also add on here that for the next several months, because Tim's on paternity leave, because normally there's a bonus episode of Streams After Midnight, the horror movie podcast, that you also mm-hmm. get the dollar tier. That's actually replaced for a few months with me and Tara doing action movies just like this. So if you like me and Tara talking about movies, there's a, actually a second bonus thing you're going to get for a while. So mm-hmm. uh, go, on, go and have a look. So just for a little while yeah. so if you don't like us talking about action movies or action movies aren't your thing uh, don't worry <laughs> oh you could just avoid it if you really didn't like the idea of it I suppose. <laughs> although the first one is deja vu which is very science fiction anyway so you know it's, yes it's fine. the first one was a vote on uh tony scott and denzel washington films and the science fiction movie won whatever yep. so it's just an extra bonus ace episode Mm-hmm. uh so you can find that i mean that'll be up by the time this goes out uh so go have a look all right so tremors full spoilers for tremors if people care about it but uh you know i mean ultimately the, the opening chunk of the movie is introducing introducing the characters I'm, I'm still not really entirely sure what the two leads do for a living they seem to just go around <laughs> they seem to yeah they're like handymen they just pick up whatever job you need They've got a pickup truck, so they just go around and use it for various, like, it may be, like, picking up their garbage, it might be fixing something, and it might be, like, yeah. a variety of... Cleaning out septic tanks. Yeah. Um, it seems like they maybe get the stock for the little store that's in town as well, uh, and deliver that. I don't know, like, it, it's a variety of things. It's mm-hmm. uh, very odd. They are workers. They will work if you mm. pay them. <laughs> And but they're determined to leave. But it's just as they're about to leave town that they start to notice these things. And there's all these teases because they find uh, this guy that they know that uh, that's like basically died of dehydration because he he stayed up a like a telephone pole for mm-hmm. a few days. And it's like why would be up why would be up a telephone pole? And it's, With it's a like, gun. 
And it's a good tease as well, because it's like, it's exactly what they end up having to do later. I mean, not a telephone pole, but, the, you know, they end up having to stay off the ground later. It's a nice tease for what's to yeah. come. Um, as is the other, there's like the, uh, the doctor and his wife, who are, I don't know, thinking about a second honeymoon or something. I don't know. There was, there was some sort of weird middle-aged romanticism going on. Uh, but they were just building a house. Were they building a house? That what doing? Yeah. I guess they're pushing a romantic mood, building a house. They're living in a like a camper and they're building a house together. But their car gets sucked into the dirt. Uh, I actually especially like because because up until this point you don't really see much of any of the, the monsters, right? They're saving it for when our two leads get to see them properly. But I did like the visual of like when it goes to a wide shot of just the valley. You can see mm-hmm. the, the the beams of the headlights like still sticking in the air and then they go out because they've obviously been sucked all the way in. Oh, that was a nice touch. It was. Oh yeah, definitely. And I like that they added the the music would stay on, so that they can when the when Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward get there the next day, they can still hear the music playing from under the ground from the dirt. Yeah, that car battery uh, put in some time, <laughs> less than that long. Uh, but I know it never does in like sitcoms. Yeah, I mean, well, the engine was technically running, so maybe. Maybe it wouldn't have died yet. Because obviously it Maybe. doesn't... It lasts a lot longer. Or well, it drains think, a lot quicker if you don't have the engine running. Yeah, because the headlights were still on, but the... Um, I think that the music was, wasn't coming from the car. I think it's like a portable radio she had. Ah, okay. Well, in that case, those batteries are putting some serious... The batteries are doing really well in this car, right? Between the car battery and the... <laughs> well, if you had a portable radio back then, you knew it took like 18 c size batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've come a long way, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Come a long way. I- imagine this phone. I mean, there's obviously a big walkie-talkie kind of like part of the movie where uh, they've got like a radio, but just imagine this movie now with cell phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, admittedly, it's it's not a shitty little town I'd buy that would have no reception because there's like nothing there. But yeah, you know, that is it's worth thinking about how many movies from before the two thousands are completely ruined if you add in cell phone. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Die Hard's another big one. So much of that movie is about him trying to call for help uh, <laughs> for the first half of it. And it's like, ah, uh, no, he, he just, he'd just have his iPhone on him. Just think of all the things we don't have to worry about anymore because we have cell phones. Mm. That's what these movies remind you of. Yeah, yeah. But then I like these movies, these types of movies so much that I'm like, well, if I'm ever going to make one, I'm going to set it in like the 80s just because I don't want them to be... I don't, I don't want to have to do the whole, oh, do you... The battery in the cell phones died. Oh, all five of us have cell phones though. Oh, they're all dead. They're all they're all gone. Just or that no one will believe us anyway. No, no. Are you sure? Like <laughs> me and Tim do a lot of horror movies. Okay, and I'll just <laughs> I've seen them all. I've seen all the excuses for why the cell phones aren't working anymore. <laughs> it's a consistent problem in modern horror cinema. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hell. Uh, hell, even when I wrote a script in high school for a, for a horror movie set in high school, which I never got around to making, uh, even I set it in the mid-90s just so that I didn't have to deal with the fact that everyone had mobile phones. Um, yep. It wasn't smartphones yet, but most people had mobile phones. So it was just like, I, have to, I had to write around that. Into mobile phones. And really into the band TLC. Yeah. Don't go chasing waterfalls. It's the, oh, I know that. Oh, it's the first 90s thing I could think of. I do know that song. <laughs> I, do, I do know that song, actually. Um, actually, the reason why I think I know that song 
is because in Scream Queens there's a flashback to a party in the early 90s and I think that's the song they played in the flashback of the party. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great 90s song. Oh, uh, that's quite funny. Crazy Sexy Cool, that was the first album I ever bought. I think right, that's no a- more nostalgia. Yeah, I think that's a little bit early for me to remember. But when Iron Man 3 came out and they, they showed it was 1999 by playing Blue, Abadi Abadai, mm-hmm. that one hot a card. <laughs> that I remembered from the time. Uh dear. Anyway, um, so the characters run to tremors. <laughs> How do we get? To, I mean, all the fun stuff starts once the the action. I think I think it's yeah. I think it's a really cool setup. You don't really see anything yet, and I also like the little Evil Dead cam that we get mm-hmm. of the the tremors where we see on the surface we were watching the people walk around and something is following them. But we don't know what it is. Yeah, because because obviously they have like a part of a tentacle in the bottom of the truck that's obviously like come ripped off, and they sort of joke around about it. Mm-hmm. But it's when they try to go- leave, and there's like like they they find the dead bodies of the construction workers because there's basically there's been like a you know a rock slide has happened because of whatever the the, the tremors have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it does make and it does make sense. Yeah, there's one road leading out of town, and that's now blocked. But it does make sense, I suppose, when you think about it, if those construction workers with a jackhammer, if, if they're attracted to vib- vibrations and noise, mm-hmm. then the jackhammer's probably the, the loudest and most vib- vibratorial thing. That's not a word. Uh, <laughs> in, in, the, in the vicinity. So it makes sense that they'd be attracted to that. Yeah. Uh, it's very logical. Um, and they, they get a glimpse of it, but I, I think the real fun is when they're looking around for help and they, they, they end up with the the, uh, the the college like you know girl i mean it's weird to call it a girl because she's actually she's more like a postgrad who's like actually studying things like actually doing research she's not like yeah a she's student. like a geologist at this yeah. point um it's not a geologist because she corrects them because they she's argue seismologist yeah because 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 they argue because one of them says oh she's a a geographer geographer yeah I want to say that he maybe said it wrong as well, just to add to the, the stupidity of Kevin Bacon. But then the other guy's like, nah, geologist. And she's like, no, actually, I'm a seismologist. And they're just like, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> which becomes a running thing where they, they two will bicker over something and then she'll be like... Because that's the, one of the big things that happens is that when they end up having to, like, hide on a rock. So that, this is the first example of them having to go up on something. And they, So the, the, the graboids can travel through dirt, which is what most of this area is because it's desert. But big rocks, they can... Yeah, like bedrock, they can't go through. Yeah. Um, it's a wall for them and they're bickering about what to do back and forth and of course she has a solution uh, which is the pole vault because I mean admittedly there's a little bit of luck involved with this that there's enough rocks you know close enough to each other that mm-hmm. they can get over to her truck uh, but you know so she's a you know geologist she probably would park next to the rocks especially if you're in a desert and the rocks are going to offer you some shade I don't know it's alright I think it makes sense Oh, that part makes sense. But I mean, they're, they're quite far away and there just happens to be a, a rock at enough of at the, the intervals they need so yeah. they can pull vault the whole way, is what I mean. But I mean, it, it works with the, the rest of the... Because uh, I, I looked up the where this place was, where it was filmed oh, okay. and stuff. And if you look at all the pictures, there's rocks like that all over. Like it's just desert with those, I don't know, this type of cactus plants that they have up there. And then it has these like just rolling looking rocks everywhere sticking out of the ground and then beautiful mountains in the background it's a really cool place oh neat okay fair enough mm-hmm. it's accurate and, to... and it's in like you see those rocks also in, like the town area too so i mean i think so anyway 
you see some there obviously obviously wants to get back to town though because they get back to her truck because their truck mm-hmm. was eaten right that's just first and foremost yeah uh, but they they uh they get back to town and they end up like everyone else is there and they're like okay we have to stay off the ground they're coming they're attracted to noise and we get the really fun stuff where it's not that long before the monsters find their way into the in, into the building because you know, it's just wooden floorboards they're able to mm-hmm. like go through that and it ends up being them having to climb up and whatnot but there's a Maybe lot of, on the roof. but yeah they're all kind of separate like, the teenagers on the top of this little hut because he was kind of separate so i guess the little toilet area uh, yeah and then she, you know the, the woman ends up because because the, the, the whole pants ripping thing happens but then she ends up on top of the top of the the, the water tower and some of them are up on the roof of the store. Some of them are there. They're there, um, and they're kind of sprinkled out. The gun nuts though have left. They're they're separate because they come back into it later. Mm-hmm. But it really becomes this thing. Okay, right. Well, we'll solve this. We're up on the roofs now. What do we do now? And the the gun nut couple are at their place. They come on the radio and they start asking questions and they're communicating. But the monsters are smart. They're starting to like problem solve and like how can mm-hmm. we get around this? How can we get up to them? And you know they start basically essentially ripping the foundation of the building away so the building starts to like collapse yeah these uh these these grabbers are very much like not like jaws but like jaws three jaws <laughs> well you actually know? there Where was one they have like a vengeance thing <laughs> there was one moment that uh later on where they the, the like you know the the really smart ones put a trap in the road to like uh-huh. stop you know stop them and when they, they crash and kevin bacon says he laid a trap all i could hear in my head was bill paxton going they're a trap they're, they're animals man how could they leave a trap like I, I could just hear that line from aliens but just you know swap lights or cut the power for lay a trap yeah. I, that's all i could hear in my head i was like not that i think it's ripping off aliens but i mean if you're going to take something take them the best sure yeah. yeah um but yes but there's a lot of fun stuff here where they realize that oh well one of them's left because one of them's went over to where the gun nuts are because the gun nuts turned on like some big machine that there's like a I don't even know what it was, but it's like a generator, it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, but it's like vibrating. It's like, but it's not a dryer. But oh it's like yeah, a, it's, not, it's it's something else. It, it it looks like it's like grinding down bullets. It's like a, yeah, it's like a mixer or something like that because it's basically it's yeah. just rocking and it's making a lot of noise and it's, it's clearly you know so it attracts one of the the graboids. So they're left with one and they realize and this is what, this is what I love about movies like this where they go like okay, but if we make some noise over there so someone else can do something something there, louder but, yeah. yeah. We can sort of like direct it around and try and keep each other safe and and do this and that and they they, they try to think of a plan and yeah of course because of the noise at the other place because the, the the couple were going to come in and save them in their big truck and they were going to drive to the mountains where it's all rocks so they'd be safe but of course they're making such a racket that they end up having a graboid come through the wall of their their bunker <laughs> yeah and, and this is where the shootout happens that that this is where they if, my only critique of this honestly is that I felt like they went to the stupid guns before they ran out of reg. Because they, 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 they waste all their ammo and whatever guns they've got, and then they switch to another rifle. I felt like she switched to a flare gun, which is clearly not going to be that useful, when they're still, like, maybe, like, a She dozen... shot it inside the mouth, though. That's pretty that's, cool. That's true. But there was, like, a dozen, like, still regular machine guns behind her and shotguns that they could have still yeah. been using. Um, But it uses the elephant gun to kill it. Because he shoots something in the mouth. I probably would have gone for the flare gun just because, if anything, it's going to make it. If you can get it inside the mouth, it's going to get be distracting because it goes off for a while. Uh, uh, true, but they kill it. They actually they kill do. one of them with firearms. Uh, and unfortunately, though, they they can't shoot through the ground to it. Like it can only be through the mouth. So 
all, all of their attempts to shoot the other one from the roof does nothing. Yeah. Does nothing. I uh, like that. Like, yeah, the ground probably would stop a bullet. <laughs> yeah. Or, or even just the idea that the hide is also thick enough to stop a bullet. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to, like, it's like a video game boss. You have to get the weak spot. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, uh, because if I, I would lost over because yeah because because uh, the two leads kill one kind of almost by accident by making it run into a wall because yeah, it's, 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 it's in, like a little it dam goes area. into the dam yeah or the it's not dam I think it's like a river it, yeah but the way the river is looking in Southern California which is concrete and then yeah. a tiny little stream going down the middle <laughs> but yeah so it hits the wall and it kills itself and because that, that's when yeah, that's when the uh, the lady comes into it and starts like. So they start analyzing it and they're all excited because it's like this 20 foot long monster they, they yeah. make money off I of mean, it. I mean, they sold just a tentacle for like 15 bucks. Imagine how much they can get for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> because cause this, is where, this is where she's like, oh, I think there's three more of these because she's like, because all these little tremors she's been seeing, this, this mm-hmm. correlates to three more of these things being around. Again, why is there four specifically? Um, I, I mean, wa- there's going to be more because we have six sequels. That's very true. I, I wonder... <sighs> I feel like the, the movie was about to imply something and then never get around to actually finishing this thought. Because one of the things she speculates, because mm-hmm. they, they have a little conversation when they're stuck in the rock about, oh, uh, what are these things? Where did they come from? And, you know, Ward's like, ah, oh, they're probably aliens. And Kevin Bacon's like, ah, oh, I bet they're created they're, they're, to kill the Russians. Radio- or radiation yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, and she actually gives maybe the more grounded <laughs> like possibility, which is that they're actually just ancient creatures that... Uh, we've just never seen before which is fine and i get that when we're in like a water movie and we're doing like deep sea dive and it's all oh, we're going to the depths that we never went to before so here's something new that you know we never discovered i I, th- I thought it was going to maybe say something environmental like oh these things are now here because we've been drilling too much for oil or something or like, i don't know mm, i thought the they were fracking gonna... yeah the fracking has brought out the tremors i i thought they were going to give me a reason and not, not like a deep political reason, just like something to say, oh, this is why... Th- 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 I hope sh- one of the sequels does bring up fracking. It would be an interesting way to go. Yeah. Because fracking has caused like earthquakes in areas where there wouldn't be, because it's not on a fault line. Mm. So, you know, fracking causing tremors. But the tremors are the grabbers. Hell yeah. Let's get that sequel made. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm Star Trekking a... A tremor here. Okay. <laughs> I'll shake his in post. <laughs> shake the whole the whole screen. Yes. Nice. <laughs> um so <laughs> yes, it's very so so they have this idea, they have this great plan to use because they're like, oh well we need a helicopter or maybe like a tank, and then they realize, oh wait, we've got this big bulldozer which is like, you know, huge and metal and weighs like thirty tons, like it can't, you know, do anything with that. But I do love that once they do actually get to use it, they establish that if they stay still, it will be able to sink it because they can just eat away yeah. at the ground. But if they keep moving, it's okay. Uh, I like that part of it. I like that it keep. I like that every time it like introduces a rule and then like a, maybe like a, a way to combat them, like it, it mm-hmm. adds more onto it without without it feel like it's bullshitting by trying to like take something away. So no, 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 that makes sense. It actually, yeah, it, each thing kind of escalates in a way that makes sense. And it. They can't like breach very far either. Like yeah. whether they're coming through the wall or going through the like top of the ground, they only like stick their head out. Yes. Like, and and that's consistent throughout the whole thing. Absolutely. Um. So this is where the like Kevin Bacon has to run. Although there's some bickering between him and 
uh, Ward about who gets to actually run. Because one of the mm-hmm. running things throughout the movie is they always play rock, paper, scissors to make decisions. Yeah. Rochambeau. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> That's what it's called. Sure. Rock, paper, scissors. I, I think it's called Rochambeau. You're probably right. I just, I, I, I know it by the simplistic term. <laughs> I'm not as educated clearly as Tara here. I think we have the same level of education. <laughs> yes, we both have bachelor degrees, but that's not neither here nor there. Neither of them in seismology or, for that matter, uh, ancient hand gesture games <laughs> or whatever that falls under. I guess it has to be as old as paper and scissors. Well, paper is probably older. I don't know if paper is older than scissors. Paper. Scissors as we Papyrus? know them. I, I think. Paper, papyrus is definitely older than scissors, but I mean, a blade to cut like wood perhaps might be older than paper. You don't think like a double blade thing would have been? Yeah, that's. I mean, like, I guess they would. Like they would invented to to cut papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about like the idea of that being like a hinge, I don't think they had hinges or like that till later. That feels like an advanced okay. thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to research this, so I won't. Plus, I don't do research. I'm out of school. I already have my degree. Yeah, as do I. And I, I, I did very little research when I was there, so I'm good. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, they have this thing where they turn on a tractor to, so because it's just like, oh well, how do we make noise with it being safe? And it's like, oh, we'll just you know let this tractor run on its own. But it, it tips over when Kevin Bacon's halfway. And it's actually, you know, the scientist lady who's like, hey, like, they use vibrations, so it's actually very Jurassic Park in a lot of ways. That's just kind of funny that it happens to star one of the kids, but, like, just stay still. Because if you stay still and make no noise, mm-hmm. there's no vibrations. And if there's no vibrations, then it can't find you. And so we have this, like, you know, tense scene where Bacon's kind of standing there and the, you know, the tentacles <laughs> are kind of looking for him, but not really been able to find him. And they have to make enough noise to, like, lure it back over to the buildings. Um... But it's, it's a really fun sequence. It's, I think, honestly, the last... I think there's good introductions to the characters in the first half, but I think it's once they're in the town and they're going up to the roofs, I think that's the part of the movie where it really clicks into place, where the rest of it from yeah. that point on is, like, just good stuff. It's just good monster movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's where I really fall in love with it. But, uh, yeah, so they end up picking up the, the gun nuts who have been making pipe bombs. Uh, they've got a big sack of pipe bombs. <laughs> Are they ready? Which I guess you needed a movie like this, but it's just kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you already know where where it's going with the with the pipe bombs, but I like that it's not just we have to get the 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 worms to to eat the pipe bombs. Instead, it's like we use the pipe bombs because they're attracted to noise, but too much noise will mm. make them flee because it hurts them. Yeah, which is not something I was expecting with the bombs. Yeah, that was an interesting thing. I also liked it when they do try to use the the pipe bombs. It's 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 after the other you know, the truck flips, and because of the trap, and they're they're hiding on a rock, and it's like, hey, why don't we like fish it with bait, you know, or bait it with uh, like fishing? So they actually have mm-hmm. the pipe bomb on a line, and Fred Ward gets to do his lassoing uh, <laughs> trick. But of course, once they've lit the fuse, they've only got like fifteen seconds till it blows up. So it's a really narrow window. So they, yeah. they're, able to, they're able to kill one, which is the third one that's killed. So there's one left after this, but that's how they actually kill one. And there's like, you know, splat, you know, yellow chunks. Of, <laughs> Looks like pumpkin. Yeah, tremor meat 
all over the thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and before someone create, we know that they're not called tremors. Tremors are obviously the vibrations, as as what a tremor is. But it's they're just... sort of called tremors yeah. in like the zeitgeist <laughs> yes. of pop culture. Yes, I think Foxy's uh, feeling some tremors. Yeah, she she's good. <laughs> she got it. I think you got it, girl. Good doggo. Good doggo. Yeah, she's alright. So. <laughs> Uh, so they try to do it a second time, but this last one's too smart. This last one's playing possum. But this last mm-hmm. one, when when they try to do the trick with the the, the line and the, the 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 bomb, the damn thing throws it back, <laughs> and they all have to run for cover. Yeah. So it's really funny. Uh, Kevin Bacon- and it blows up all the other bombs. It does. With the exception yes. of one that Bacon has. Yes, and Bacon uh, ends up out there on his own. Uh, the Artillies end up going after him. And he essentially tricks it by running to what we don't realize is a cliff face. We we don't really <laughs> the camera does a good job of not showing us that this is the edge of a cliff. Uh, but he leads it out there, dives out the way, and it goes flying out of the cliffside into you know whatever's yeah. below. Yeah, just falls to his death. And yeah, you know, it's old satisfying splat at the end. Happily ever after. <laughs> um, pretty much. There's a lot of. Like and obviously there's a lot of bickering with the characters when they're stuck in the rock for a while. There is some problem solving. There is like, oh, what can we do, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but you know, it's it's because because the mustache guy does actually get really mad at Kevin Bacon at one point. But later on, when Kevin Bacon's kind of like on the outskirts because he had to dive when the bombs were going off, he 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 is the one that jumps on the ground and starts making noise when just yelling's not enough. So it's like there yeah. is kind of a camaraderie. There is kind of like a. Uh, a spirit between them all. To, yeah. I mean, uh, he's upset because he left his bunker, which had food and stuff, and now they're trapped anyway. So he were, yeah. would have rather been trapped at his home. But I think everybody knows that you probably would be dead by now if you were still there. Yeah, the building would have been, you know, yeah, sunk long, long before. The I, guy's not being rational, and I think he knows it. Yeah, he's been mad. Um, I, I like uh, the camaraderie. I'll, I'll say... Some of the characters do feel a bit one note in the sense that, like, Dee Wallace and her, her daughter, her daughter's there for that moment, you know, when they're all starting to go inside and not make noise, and the daughter's mm-hmm. pogoing, right? And Kevin Bacon has, headphones to, run, on. Yeah, yeah. And has to run and save her uh, and stop the pogoing. Because obviously, the pogoing, a lot of vibrations from that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after that point, like, her and her mum are basically just in the background for the rest of the movie and are never a factor in anything. They're just kind of there in the background at every joke. And I suppose it's, it adds to the numbers of how many people they're saving by doing everything else, but they never actually factor into anything ever again. They're just kind of there in the background. No, they all sort of get like one scene. Yeah. Like them and the teenager. There are some people who don't make it. Uh, like the uh, the shop owner dies. Yeah, the, the guy uh, in the there's trailer. There's a guy in the trailer gets who, knocked over. Who, who thinks he's safe by just sitting on a tire, which is like, you know, inches off the ground. Yeah, he gets eaten through the tire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of a blob moment. Yeah. But all, all the characters we get to know enough survive, and they're kind of obviously always going to survive. And that's okay. It's the kind of fun, lighthearted movie that... That's okay, but... Um, mm-hmm. It would have been nice if maybe everyone got something in the ending. Like, if everyone got to contribute to, like, defeating the last one, or... They're saving the main trio so they could beat the last one. Because it, it was always going to be the main trio, right? It was always going yeah. to be all three of them together. And of course it was. Um, So, you know, uh, like uh, it's a very cl- crowd-pleasing movie. And mm-hmm. it's got the right mix of 
of mechanics, the right mix of likable characters, the 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 the, the the effects of like you know the buildings coming down and the, te- the physical effects of the tentacles and all that look quite good uh yeah. the only time there's anything else i would say is when it comes to the wall in the bunker for the gun nuts house is there's a couple of moments where they're shooting at it and you can sort of see it's like a rear screen projection as they're shooting at it because mm-hmm. obviously they're standing yeah, in front I of it too. um <laughs> but no it's got charm and it's a very likable film it's it's hard as far to- as b movies go i mean they don't get much better than this yeah, it's like a good example of what a a good B movie can look like. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, there's probably ones that I prefer. Uh, I'd have to think about it, <laughs> but yeah, but we also really like bad B movies. Oh, we do. I mean, yes, we are guilty of that. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I suppose in some ways, like I, I I like to argue that in a lot of ways, something like Jaws is technically a B movie. It's just treated with such craft that it becomes an A movie. Just well, the. It's a blockbuster, also. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, is this much less of a blockbuster than Jaws? If you really think about it, I imagine it is. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, it's better directed, and it's Spielberg, and it's mm-hmm. you know, it's got even better, uh, you know, actors, and even better. I mean, not effects per se, because there's a reason why they were hiding the shark, but <laughs> but it's better in every other way. Mm-hmm. Um. But, I mean, at its heart, I mean, the story is still kind of a B-movie. It's still them fighting a shark. <laughs> yeah. Still a monster movie. It's a bit alien. Again, it's like, you know, the, the premise is a B-movie. Uh, but, you know, you, you give it to a visionary director, you you treat it with class, and all of a sudden it doesn't feel like a B-movie anymore. Whereas this is happy just being a B-movie. Yeah, definitely. So, and as that, it is, it is very good. It's very enjoyable. And... This is probably the least exciting review in a lot of ways because we have nothing really bad to say. And it's not like it's a perfect film by any means, but for what it is, it succeeds. Yeah, definitely. So, that's Travers. What, are you going to read it? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> uh, I I think it's a, a great movie. And I think for for every for all the ingredients that is put into the film, it, you know everything just worked really well i think the strongest part of the movie is the two leads but it's just it's also a a fun premise i mean i've watched this movie a lot (laughs) over the years and i still enjoyed watching it today even though i know like every line in the movie um and it's uh it's, it's probably an eight like i think it's i think it's a great version or a great example of what a beat movie can be be yeah. all you can be b movie um honestly i think i think in hindsight i'd i'd rated this like a seven mm-hmm. um i still kind of feel that way but talking about it and like thinking about it as i was watching it i don't know why i'm not going a little bit higher because ultimately for what it is there's nothing wrong with it um no. there, there really isn't um, I I say like some of the minor nitpicks I've had where you know, there's improvements that could be made, but uh, it does everything it's doing so well. So yeah, I'm I'm going to say seven point five. We split it up. Say seven point five. Okay. I say seven point five, but very good, very good, really fun time. It's an easy watch. And uh, I love Kevin Bacon in this movie. 
Kevin Bacon. Every yeah. time he swears. It's so good. Yes, my, he, it's my favorite F you in a movie. Yes, he yells F you at the, the grab out who crashes into the, 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 the river wall. <laughs> He's just so intense about it. He's also got really big hair. There's a, there's a moment where <laughs> to get the radio that they need to use to call the uh, the gun nut couple where they hang him upside down to like get it from the window from the roof yeah. and his hair when he's upside down is just so big and <laughs> like vivacious it's great <laughs> it looks very light feather light yeah i was a little bit worried that some of them may not age well at the start actually because see when he's like talking because they're talking about oh there's a woman out there let's go say hi and they have this like conversation for like 30 seconds about how oh, i hope because I, I mean he's, he's not quite as crude yeah. as this but he basically says oh i hope she's got a tight ass and big boobs and like he, he just he describes he's describing a supermodel yeah and then when he sees her it's just like there's a slick slick he's like oh. not my dream girl yeah he's like his face just drops and the music kind of like oh god is this going to be like really weirdly sexist and it actually wasn't after like like after no. that point it just it has fun with it it's, it's slightly amusing and the, it's, it they make fun of kevin bacon for his stupid yeah. standards instead of yeah no like... that, that, that's true like as soon, as soon as fred ward starts making fun of him for being a prick about it uh, yeah, they're not making fun of yeah. the woman for not being a supermodel. Yes. Or as attractive as a supermodel. Um, it, it's making fun of him. Yes. Which is a good start. Absolutely. And like you say, she is a smart one who knows most of the things and figures out a lot of the, the plans. Um, but the men are all kind of these, you know, delightful idiots in a lot of ways. Yeah, okay. There you go. Uh, if you made it this far in the review, put the word seismic into the comments nice seismic yeah tower's going to pose for the thumbnail so here we go three two one pose <laughs> not get bad I, no, I get it i get it i get it um i'm looking down <laughs> because there's something there yes yes um yeah um one of the things that uh, I just started doing yesterday on streams, I'm not going to do it in this because I don't think this movie's this movie's going to have hundreds of reviews and they're all going to be, probably be quite sensible. Uh, but for some of the bad movies we do, so this is maybe more of a bonus movie thing, is I'm going to read some of the IMDb user reviews because I did that yesterday for Jack Frost 2 and it was kind of a hoot. So... <laughs> okay. But I did it on Tremors though because, I mean, yeah, they're, they're all just saying... It's, it's all between a 7 and a 10 out of 10. And people saying, oh yeah, great monster movie. Oh, great callback to the 50s. Great fun raid. This monster movie has everything. So, there you go. Um, I will simply quote the title of the review from August 2002 from Wild Velvet, who's titled it simply, So Good. <laughs> That's the one you picked, huh? That's okay. the one I picked, yes. <laughs> because I can make that sound funny. I can't make some of these other ones sound funny. All right, uh, so there we go. There's uh, Tremors. Uh, coming next time, we are finally getting back to a franchise that we've been working through. Mm -hmm. uh, but a little bit of a gap since the last one, so hopefully you're all waiting with bated breath for Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I know, is, I've been waiting. Which is the fourth film in the franchise, so we're doing that next week. Um, and I'll just tell you we'll now... Halfway but, through. Yeah, and the plans after that are also kind of exciting because the next two episodes after that are going to be a two-part countdown special episodes 98 no episodes 97 and 98 uh, are going to be our top 50 sci-fi movies of all time 
uh, each of us doing our own list. Uh, probably not for the last time. I'm sure we'll revisit it again once we've seen another hundred or so movies just to... Uh... Yeah, I think this is a list that, given yeah. what we do, we'll be able to update. Hopefully, yeah. if we if there are good movies out there we watch. <laughs> I, I suspect so, yeah. Uh, so that's going to be kind of your Christmas and New Year's episodes, give or take. Um, at least according to my schedule here, those should be coming out on the 26th of December and the 2nd of January um publicly maybe a day maybe a day earlier maybe i'll try and wing it so they come out on christmas and new year's i don't know if people like that or maybe they'll do really badly because everyone's busy on those days or maybe not this year <laughs> actually 2020 maybe the people aren't that busy on those days everyone's just sitting at home like every other day um, but yeah that's the plan for the next couple of weeks so hopefully uh that sounds good and you're looking forward to it and uh like I say, check uh, Patreon if you're a patron of any tier. One dollar up, you'll have a, a review of Deja Vu already up to check out. That'll become the action movie bonus episode slot, but the first one's actually sci-fi, so check out that. And just last week, our actual bonus movie in November uh, went up, which was Robot Jocks, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. That was the last one we did. Good. Excellent. Speaking with the big robot theme. Yeah. And there we go. So that is, uh, that is the show. That has been the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I'll just reiterate once again, patreon.com slash TV. Very important. Uh, as is the like button and subscribing and rating the podcast on iTunes and all that stuff. Uh, all those things help spread the show around and find us more audience members. So it is, you know, the simplest and easy way to help us out is to hit that like button. So smash it. Smash that like We're button. We're almost at 10k. Grab it. We are almost at 10k on YouTube. You're right. That's we pretty are. exciting. Very close. We'll probably be hitting that just uh, early January, I imagine, give or take. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Tara, would you like to promote any of other bit of Male Fuzz TV content? Uh, well, uh, if you're a fan of uh, long-form storytelling epic sci-fi, please check out our reviews of Babylon 5. We've only just begun. We've mm-hmm. only just begun. I'm almost a little bit disappointed <laughs> that you, you haven't twisted that around into uh, we've been reviewing another show the year is 2020 and the name of the show is Babylon 5. That's your that's your thing. That's true. Plus, no, I mean, good. yeah, if you're, if you're trying to sell new people on it, they won't get why you're saying it in such a weird way because they've not seen the show yet. But Yeah, so if you've ever been Babylon 5 curious, we're, we're just starting the show too, so watch it along with us. We've been enjoying it. Yes, Babylon 5 is definitely a phase you go through in college where you're experimenting. Yeah. <laughs> I like saying B5 curious. <laughs> okay, there you go. That is the Atomic Sam experiment. Thank you once again. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fudge for channel updates and all sorts. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Science Fiction and Computer at Salsa. If...